0: Contest? Oh please! There's always a contest with an ex. Just go. Who'll die miserable? Miserable. Miserable. Hey, it's me, G B, and welcome to my podcast. Call me by your ex, where I talk about surviving life after love in Paris and anywhere. So today we are going to talk about one of. The most controversial subject of all time, cheating. (laughs) I built the suspense. Okay, when I say the most controversial subject of all time, I'm talking when we talk in the context of relationships. Maybe I'm exaggerating, but then again, I love to exaggerate. And I was thinking before recording this episode, I'm like, okay, cheating. How many types of cheating there is? Well, you can cheat at school, you can cheat in sports, you can cheat in board games. I actually cheated a lot playing Monopoly when I was young. I also used to do that a lot playing Sims by using the mother load code to get more cash for my Sim well you can cheat on games generally let's not derail but now since early adulthood when i hear cheating i automatically associated cheating as in doing something behind your lover's back as in cheating in relationships am i projecting the word uh maybe have i ever been cheated yes did i cheat yes i did well Actually, let's take it a bit back. What I'm trying to ask, here is the big question of this episode. This is why we are here today. We are going to answer this question. I'm going to answer this question. As single people, when we get into bed with a cheater, are we cheating too? Well, let that sink in (laughs) for just a second. (laughs) Well, as we said, like cheating can have many forms. Like Can you cheat on someone by sleeping with their partner? What if you know this person who is being cheated on? Are you cheating on them too by looking away? I'm not going to sugarcoat and say, "Um, this is what happened to a friend of mine. I'm trying to talk about something I did. And unfortunately, I cheated on my friend. And I'm here to share it and own it. It's very, I think this is, the first time, maybe on this podcast, I'm putting myself in a very vulnerable position. And, and I'm glad I'm doing it because I'm here to share my stories, right? So we are going to go way back. I was 26 years old. I was thriving, but also so vulnerable. My first love was this guy who I met when I was 18 years old. So we had an on and off relationship until he started to have a long term relationship, which resulted in marriage with someone else. So when I had an affair with him as my married ex situationship, I remember thinking idiotically, we are like season three, Carrie and big, you know, like finally he knows my word and he wants me. So, but how did this start? So after he got married, which was the event of that week on my Instagram feed, by the way, we completely stopped talking until one day. So simple twist of fate. That's why I made so many mistakes. So we had this meeting with my company where we had to meet with a third party partner. And that third party partner showed up with my ex in the meeting room. So even in my wildest fantasies, I would have not imagined an encounter like this. You know, like we always, I think like everyone at some point after their relationship, after a breakup, if there's something that is like, you didn't have the closure, I think we all fantasize about how we see our ex, when we see our exes again, you know, hoping to look fabulous in this encounter. But this was even too much for my imagination so I believe when it comes to encounters of love, you take the, these things as a sign. And I took this as a sign that it was like, you should let him back into your life. This is a sign. You shouldn't, guys. Like this is, this is why we have uh, minds uh, to make logical decisions. The, these things are not a sign, they're actually warnings. So after that first encounter, because we had to work together, we saw each other a lot in, uh, in, not in the corridors, but like we saw each other a lot during this project. And the fact that he was seeing a different side of me, like, you know, this working girl, very confident, you know, in a different setting, I think something inside him woke up and he started to get more flirty day by day with me. And I'm not gonna lie, I was of course enjoying his attention. I mean, I was craving this man's attention since I was 18. Not just his attention, his validation as well. And now I was 26 and I decided to be part of this mess. So I was not better than my 18 year old self. So we started seeing each other secretly, which was more focused on lust than love, but I lived it like it was love. Again, another uh, fun fact. These things, they are not designed uh, to make you feel uh, complete and fulfill about yourself. Like, you know, there's always this idea of, you know, this is not going to last. So that's why we have to that's why we have to have each other. That's why we this this passion can sometimes like really blur your vision. So you think that it's love, it's not love, it's just, it's just lust, you you guys are thriving for each other because it's, it, you you cannot be together. So this started to happen, so we started seeing each other and that same summer, uh, I went to an event with a friend and he was there with his wife, my fling, I don't wanna say fling, should I say affair, my affair? It, it sounds more adult, my affair was there with his wife. But it's, it sounds weird when I say my affair because I knew him, I mean, I met with him when I was 18 and I seen him on and off through different stages of my life until this incident. Um, But when I saw him with his wife, you know, like flesh and blood, I was a bit, you know, thrown off. So because we had common friends. Of course, we had to be introduced all together. So he introduced me to his wife. I knew her from Instagram and I always found her beautiful and stylish. By the way, I'm I'm gonna say that I'm gonna confess I was a little stalker because when they were first started dating, of course I was like so envious of her. Um, So I, I, I was keep like looking at her profile. I never had a bad intent. It was more like really in a way that I thought she was the luckiest girl alive and looking back I can't believe I gave so much credit to this man I cannot believe it like this it's so unnecessary but I think that, that that's how we learn also right like I feel like most of my time spent uh with men I gave so much of myself to them at some point I I woke up and I'm like, this is not who you are. This this is not how, you you should not give that much from yourself. Sorry, I'm derailing again. Back to our story. So after I met with her, she and I had a great connection, like really great connection. And we were living close to each other. So we started hanging out more often. And after almost two months, she literally became like a big sister to me while I was sleeping with her husband. I think if there was a moral compass barometer by my side at that moment, it would be already exploding by the lack of ethics I had during this time. I'm not proud of this, um, but this is a story that I have to tell. So that summer passed quickly and by the time it was winter some things had shifted like I started to become paranoid and agitated all the time the more we got closer with her as a friendship the more I felt like shit the anxiety of hiding something as known as cheating was too much of a burden guys as we said with uh, our at, at our episode with Fanny cheating is a full-time job like it's if you have consciousness okay like if you're a, if you're a person who at least still have a bit of morality i think th- that that secret becomes so heavy to carry it creates that anxiety it, it creates that that burden of your sh- that burden on your shoulders so but i couldn't tell the tell her the truth because i was risking breaking up someone's marriage like how i I thought it was not my person uh, sorry i thought it was not my responsibility to tell that to her i thought it should be done from the beginning by this guy so finally she started to feel something was off and when i say she started to feel something was off she really I think started sensing some stuff because like at this point we are messaging with this guy every day, right? I mean, I think when you're married with someone and that person is spending too much time on their phone There is only a time like, you know, a brief time that you will not get suspicious, but then like, okay, this is kind of a habit now this is uh this is not right so I learned and and I was right. I learned after the fact that she actually found out me and him had a minor past. Uh, When I say minor past, I learned that my ex literally shrunk our story into a we didn't even kiss situation because apparently she's finding some messages. He's deleting them or denying them. I don't know what, what exactly happened, but when he's asked uh, if this happened with her, he's like not taking accountability, shrunking the story into like, yeah, we dated a couple years ago, but we didn't even kiss. It was like just one date that went bad lies. So when I learned he packaged our story into another lie. That was my wake up call. I was like, I have been chasing this man's attention since I was 18 years old. I've been chasing the attention of a man who was not even considering me as part of his life, just enough to accept his mistakes and maybe make amends with his wife or move on alone or even dare I say it, move on with me. Such a stupid thing to imagine that someone will leave someone for you and you can trust these people. Then, just after that moment, you know, like when I thought about myself again selfishly, I was like, okay. I realized I've been chasing this man like I was 18 years old again. So I had to bring myself back from the situation. Um, I had to remind myself, Esgi, you're not 18 years old anymore. You Also, you don't have any responsibility to your 18-year-old self to make her feel better and do current mistakes at your current age, which is bringing you anxiety, which is literally almost... I, I was at that point was so stuck, I started taking medication for my anxiety. So I had to make a decision. And the decision was obvious. I just needed to actually apply it. And at some point, I found the courage to cut my relationship with him. And here's the brilliant twist. So after all of this, so we we are not talking with her anymore. She's not in my life anymore. I think and I'm gonna be very honest when I say this, the saddest part was not to lose that guy. The saddest part was really like to lose her because I felt the pain. If you trust someone, you think you know someone and you don't. You, they're lying to your face all the time. And this is what I did to that woman, that amazing woman. So two years after this episode, we connected with her again um i was just so happy that you know she wanted to talk to me i knew i had explanations to make but i you know wanted to wait for the right moment but there is never a right moment guys like if you're hiding something from some something from someone there is not a right moment it's going to hurt them no matter what or, or you know or you uh you just have to have to do it so what happened was I was going through my divorce back then when this was like all, all coming together and happening when she reached out to me again. So I was in a very uh, vulnerable moment in my life. But I also knew that some there was like a like a clog in my energy. You know, like there was something that is really clogging my, my energy. And I was thinking like, this is literally uh, karma. You cannot escape your karma. So she called me one night uh, via FaceTime. And it I think it was the second lockdown and I was in bed. You know, I was crying because I was like very depressed about this divorce. And I was I remember thinking when I received the FaceTime, I'm like, it's too late to have a casual FaceTime conversation. So I could feel the questions coming. I don't know why, like I, I really felt it. So I answered the phone. Um, I, I, and I, When I saw her face, I was like, okay, this is it. I think she's going to, to ask me this question that I've been dreading for so long. And I thought about it and I said, okay, to move on, you just need to own the truth and release it, Ezgi. So I answered the phone. And the first thing she asked me was, I have one question for you, and you have to be very honest. What is the depth of your relationship with my husband? So he was not physically around her, um so it was really easier for me to tell the truth like you know i i I mean i i trusted her you know like i really knew that he was not around it was not like an ambush situation from a couple you know like it was really two women having a grown-up conversation finally that has been so delayed that i should have told for so long ago so i told her everything starting from the time when i first met him How i was 18 how we had an on and on of how we had sorry i'm getting really anxious but how we had an you know on and off relationship until they got married how i was admiring her and was so happy when she befriended me but when he gave me attention when he started to give me attention that I wanted for so long, I threw any logic out from the window and acted with my feelings. I didn't think once. And I should have been thinking. I told her my intention was never to hurt her or her marriage. I just simply wanted to believe he loved me and it made me or my 18 year old self feel better. It made me feel seen as sad as it sounds. It sounds sad, isn't it? Um, but it's the truth, and I'm I'm not gonna back away from the truth. So she listened to me without interrupting. She was very calm and very collected. I really believe she was surprised, but also not surprised. And after I finished telling my side of the story in tears, I was I cried so much. <laughs> I still remember, like the, after that day. I had like puffy eyes for two days. Um, so she told me calmly that during that FaceTime after she listened to me, she said she doesn't want to speak to me anymore. She said, I'm not going to talk to you. And I said, like, of course, I understand. Like, please, uh, you know, she you have every and I said to her, like, you have every right to block me or whatever makes you feel better. You know, like, I understand if you block me from Instagram, block me from this. She didn't reply to that. She closed FaceTime. And following weeks and months were really hard on me. And, and I when I say it was really hard on me, I'm not trying to make myself look uh, like, oh, poor girl, she was like, no, no, no. It was supposed to be hard on me because owning up to your truth is not releasing the anxiety like like with a flick of your hand, you know, it's a, it's a process as well. And you have to live with that process. So I had to face my lie, face the woman I hurt, um behind her back and face all my decisions that i made and i knew i made choices and choices that had consequences uh involving not just me but affected more you know two more people i mean i don't think it really affected him because like he doesn't really have any source of remorse or responsibility (laughs) so I think what I mean is like, it's also really hard to forgive yourself. And I was on a path already that like, how am I going to find that love for myself back again uh, after getting out of such a toxic relationship myself? I was trying to really love myself, but I realized this came in such a right time in a way that I I had to get it off my chest. I had to face the truth because to love yourself first, if you've done some stuff wrong, you have to forgive yourself. And I really believe healing begins when you own your mistakes and, and take that leap of moving forward knowing you made these mistakes and you are not getting into this victim mindset. Um, I think it's really mature to stand up and say, I hurt people and I'm really sorry and I will be the best version of myself and I will not do that again. So there goes the question again. When we get into bed with a cheater, are we cheating too? The answer is yes, guys. Yes, we are cheating too. Who are we cheating on? We are cheating on our own values i I believe really our values are developing as we go through life, and it's human to make mistakes right like I, i'm not, I'm not saying that you know listen to this story and don't make mistakes. no guys, go out there make your own mistakes, but don't make them for someone else's expense on someone else's expense don't um try to also change and force um the the truth it will always prevail but like be courageous to take, to to own it and and say it yourself because i i should have spoken up before but I wasn't ready and I was uh, preoccupied with my life as well so I didn't go back and think about that again but when she reached out to me again I'm like okay this is I cannot still look at her face and lie to her face even though nothing is happening between me and this guy that everything is finished it doesn't mean that I can still look into her eyes and act like nothing happened so you just have to be mindful of not listening to your feelings recklessly at your own internal values expense. Um, Really have to take a step back and own what you have done wrong. And I think that is the only way that we can, I think, become better human people. (laughs) Better human people, wow, what did I just say? (laughs) Well, she never blocked me, by the way. She still hasn't blocked me. We never speak. Even though sometimes I go back home, I never seen any of them again, maybe one day, I don't know how I will react. I think it's such a long time ago, I think I will be just blank. But it feels even to, 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 to tell the truth and get it off my chest and answer this cheating question that many of us may be asking to ourselves. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I really enjoyed recording it. Let me know your thoughts. I really want to hear them. See you on the next one. Bye. Contest? Oh, please. There's always a contest with an ex. It's called Who Will Die Miserable? Miserable.